0: Hey everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk, brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Our next guest is a fixture on the Mount Rushmore of Custom Hot Rod Interior Fabricators. In business for over 30 years, his accolades include well over 100 magazine features, almost annual Good Guys Top 5 awards, and he's been commissioned to trim five concourse to elegance cars. On top of being an expert, he's a straight shooter who tells it like he sees it. A most significant achievement-wise for me is that the industry relies on him for guidance, help, and advice. NC Shop Talk welcomes in. 30-year industry monster, Tracy Weaver of Recovery Room Interiors. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me.
1: Honored to be here. It's one of those things to where I've heard all pretty much all the interviews I've done with people and stuff. And like I've told you before, what you're doing to help bring our industry to the forefront and a little bit more maybe mainstream and more known it's just, it's a wonderful thing you're doing. And Jeez. I know I'm not the only one that would think that. I appreciate
0: everything you're doing for us. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's like I said before, I say it all the time, I'm selfishly actually trying to make a profit, but profit's you know, not a it, bad word. I do like it. See, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a machine person. I don't give a damn about the sewing machine. And you know, if we make money, great. I don't want to lose money like anybody else, but I like the, the camaraderie of it all, you know, going to like the classes that Cato and just are putting on, or, you know, talking to you for the first time on the phone, scared to death. You know, when I asked you to be on the podcast and like the personal side of it and coming through for people when they need it, because there's a definitely been a void and a gap between like, Hey, I order a sewing machine and then there's absolutely no support. So those kind of things I like doing those are the kind of things I'm good at, you know, fixing your machine or, you know, diagnosing things. I'm just useless. Uh, which I've said time and time again on the can, show, but that can was nice. You sew? Me. no, can you? No. sew? absolutely not. High school, I took home ec and I thought it was just going to be cooking. Cause I can cook. I, I, I literally have, you know, I was a mama's boy and you know, my best friend's mom growing up and other friends, moms, I would sit in the kitchen and watch them cook cause I like to eat. And uh, so I picked up stuff like that. And then it came to the sewing aspect. And one of the teachers, I thank God, that I was on the the basketball team and soccer team and track team. And she was the head cheerleader coach (laughs) and would say to me, Val, look at these boxers. You have one leg, two inches lower than the other. All your um, waistband is scrunched up to one side. She goes, doesn't your family own a sewing machine company? And she cursed too. She's like, you're blank and terrible. And I'm like, "Miss Walrod, please don't fail me. She goes, no, I'm not going to fail you, but you're awful. (laughs) And we just laughed. I took, um, I took yeah, Home I really, Ec really for the wrong bad. reasons,
1: I guess. Really bad,
0: dude. That's where really
1: all the girls were at. I was in Home Ec. That's why I took it. Well, that's <laughs> a fair point.
0: <laughs> all right, Tracy, let, let's start off with a long-winded question. Just bear with me on this one. There's only a handful of guys who the entire industry goes to for advice, and you're one of them. Three come to mind, you're right at the top there. A specific example being the accomplished interior builder Jeremy Katz from JK Automotive. I've heard Jeremy speak of you just volumes over the years. Um, He's called on you for your expertise, speaks so highly of you, and really considers you a very close friend. Young, old, good, good bad, or or otherwise, they all look up to you and ask you for help. Tell me, tell us, truly, how does that make you feel? How do you want to
1: put it? Sometimes I feel old because I've been around long (laughs) enough that I've You know, I've been through a lot of (laughs) crap that, you know, I've got experience and a lot of things, but it's very humbling and it makes me feel good because it's like, all right, I know enough, or I've been around long enough and done enough that people actually care. And some of the younger guys, you know, when I was getting started, I had one person I could call and that was it. Yeah. Jim McFall out of Iowa. He's Okay. Past for several years now. But for the Midwest, you know, because there was no internet.
0: You yep. either looked at magazines or you yep. went to car shows. You're stealing my thunder. And Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I got some questions what? on all this. You're touching on everything. You're Tracy's like uh, he's omniscient, he knows what's happening before it does. But it's funny because
1: after all the years I've been doing this, I got hooked up with a group of those guys that are tied in with the mobile solutions crowd, and they were all 12-volt guys. And I remember seeing them in some of the audio magazines, because I was always kind of dabbling a little bit in that industry for a while myself. Yeah. And Carlson, Jeremy Carlson, Katz, JT Torres, and Brian Schmidt. I went to one of those classes, and I became, I mean, I was just instant friends with these guys. I mean, we got along great. Good camaraderie. And then, uh, teamwork. yeah. And me and Katz, we're like, uh, how do you want to put it? He told me
0: one time, we're brothers from another mother. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> for different yeah. mothers. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, he always, you know, the times that we've talked, um, you know, he, he just speaks volumes of you now makes you feel good, but it makes, makes me feel, you feel part of the team. It definitely I, does. See that feeling you have based on what you, you know, made me blush a little before that's kind of the feeling I have when I can help someone, I feel good about it. Cause I can't help them with the damn machine, but I can maybe help them get the right machine, make sure they're taken care of something goes wrong, try to fix it. You know? Oh, you um, bet. So, yeah, those kind of things that I can you may handle. not know
1: how to use it, but yeah. you got enough knowledge about your product, you know, your product. Yeah, yeah I know the product. And you know what to do. Yeah, that helps. That, you know, that, that. Okay. I bought one from you recently. i I was looking for something. I'm a console guy, always have been. That's just mm-hmm. because that's what I started on. Right. And but it had to be the Seiko's. It right. was not gonna be the Chinese ones. Mm-hmm. And you told me, he goes, No, this is Seiko.
0: And same exactly so we got it. one was, of the only ones I was still comfortable it. with it. Yeah. It costs you double, but it, you know, as far as for what we could buy the, you know, the the cheaper Chinese ones, but it's still, our family was built on that before I came along. You know, we had a handful of machines and started growing it more and more and getting a bigger, um, you know, offering, but you know, that Seiko, that one that RNC six is still the same one we sell. We'll sell it a little bit more than everybody else. And I really couldn't care less. You know, they're not going to get the service. There's no other piece of
1: equipment. There's no other piece of equipment in an upholstery shop, and I don't care what type of upholstery you do, if you do furniture, clothes, or whatever. Yeah, The sewing machine is the center of that universe. Yeah. Because if you can sew, you will always make a living. Yeah. And, you know, you got to look at it this way. For what you pay for one of those, and I've had the same machine that my own personal machine that
0: I absolutely love. I've had it for over 30 years. Yeah. How much this money will be you the same thing through that yeah. thing? Same people. I mean, the They're one body. of... Seiko, I mean, this sounds like a Seiko commercial, but they're one of the only original, <laughs> oh. I think they are now the only original company that was founded in its original country that still produces in that original company exclusively. Um, That's so why pretty it works. Sure pretty, I mean, Adler, you know, Dirkop, Adler, they're, they're not all in oh, yeah. uh, Germany anymore or the Czech anymore. It's, they're not. It's all over the place, I didn't China. Know and it's crazy. I mean, the world has just changed, but... Seiko has, you know, held the line. They're keeping that top, top, top top-notch quality. Anyway, um, a little Bucks birdie told me that back in the day, you had a killer business refurbishing conversion vans and even taxi cabs. Tell us about this.
1: All right. When I got out of high school, uh, didn't go to college. Kind of bounced around doing different things for a little bit. And then I got hooked up with a group of guys And this was back when conversion vans, I mean, they were the shit. Yeah, Everybody was selling those things and they were getting sold all over the place. There was a company in Omaha that started up and I was part of the original team that helped develop the patterns, the wiring looms and everything about it. And -hmm. there was 10 of us in the whole shop. Everybody had different duties. I kind of bounced all over the place, but it got to the point towards the end of that four or five year span, we were putting out. Almost two vans a day. Wow!
0: How many? Other, how many guys?
1: Ten of us. Ten guys. Jeez. We had a system. Vans. We were getting the bare units from Ford. They were okay. loaded up front on the dash with rear air, and then we'd bring them in. And ninety-nine percent of them were pure white. Mm-hmm. We cut windows. We had patterns. We had measurements. We had a whole pattern for the side of the van that you could lay in there and cut windows, mount. The- racks mount the ladders go to the inside insulate build walls uh string the wiring harness in there but we would had two guys that did nothing but set up wiring harnesses ahead of time so we could grab those things off the shelf put them in and everything was already pre-placed wow
0: so you had, so a, you had basically really had a, learned a, a lot about production We were like daytime. a you know like the henry ford of we were a factory things. yeah we were yeah for the midwest ford. <laughs> every ford
1: dealership was buying them as fast as we could you know build them wow and what made they you, stop? Why'd you stop why'd you stop the market died. Oh wow! They weren't it's selling right. just,
0: anymore. Just the vans dried up. Yeah, it
1: makes sense. Suburbans got better, you know, and then the vans just fell out of you know favor. People mm-hmm. weren't doing it.
0: They're coming back you now. Know, everyone, the last handful of years, wants those old vans again. The transits and the Mercedes,
1: the Sprinters and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. That's well, I'd
1: like to do. I'd like to do one of those now. More room. I, I always <laughs> want what to, I know how to
0: do now. It'd be great. <laughs> I, my, what I wanted to do for SEMA is if we made it really big with this and took off, and we're making millions of dollars a year on the upholstery sector. My idea was to get a limo, the size of Kansas, stick it in a SEMA booth, chop the top, and just have a handful of guys do work on it and just have it as a centerpiece of a SEMA booth and, and wrap sewing machines all the way around it. You know, obviously the, the millions of dollars oh, that'd in be a the riot. revenue aren't going to dictate a, uh, you know, $200,000 SEMA booth and, <laughs> and build, but I always had that idea. Um, Okay. You kind of touched on this before. Huh? I missed it. What'd you say? I'd do it with one of those sprinter vans. Yeah. I just want like the top off it so everyone could see it. Not have to open a door, just cut it off and just have it like this big, you know, big blank cave canvas limousine, you know, I don't, whatever, whatever everybody else came up with. I obviously I couldn't come up with a design, but um, anyway, we touched on this before um, while you're coming up, there's no internet. It didn't exist. You know, no. when there was something you didn't know how to do, how did you attack it? I mean, what was your game plan? I mean, just, look, let me just go after it. Experiment. Right. Just experiment. It just It's kind
1: of the same way now how I look at things. You get an idea in your head on how you want to do something. Then you figure out what materials do you use? When I opened up, I actually opened up in December of 91. So two weeks ago, 30 years ago, I actually officially opened under the recovery room name. Wow. And the first year before that, that's a whole different story. You'd really laugh at how I had a setup. I was determined. And how do you want to put it? It's just with uh, what we do is you'd figure out a design or the way to do it. And I would just grab different materials, different foams. Uh, different substrates underneath, and then just experiment. I was around guys that did a lot of metal work. So I had always used more aluminum and steel in my interiors than other shops did. When everybody was Mm -hmm. still grabbing cardboard or wood. And to this day, I still use aluminum for our base panels for just about everything. It's just what I grew up with. And it's what
0: the background, your expertise, the knowledge was, was there. Because
1: I've had guys walk in my shop and even customers and stuff and uh, builders that have just said, because, Jesus, you got as much metal equipment in here as we do. Hmm. Just because of the fact that I just, you know, hand tools, cutters, welders, you know, everything you can need. Yeah. So whatever it is that we need to make something easier, I just go buy it and figure out how to use it later. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same way with substrates
0: <laughs> or you know you needed to go to the next level that's the key exactly yeah
1: i mean i'm still learning with the computer stuff yeah um those guys we talked about earlier with you know Katz and carlson and jt and some of those other guys they pushed me to get a laser and mm. once i did i mean it sat there as a coffee table almost in the shop for 2 months yeah i didn't know what to do with it right and then once we got to playing around with it and then now that's as important as my sewing machine. I wouldn't go without
0: it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's just, and I bought it basically just a perf leather
1: with, but then I started figuring out everything else we could do with it. And it's just like, oh my God.
0: I mean, it's going to, obviously things like that are going to make your work easier, faster and elevate some things that you just maybe couldn't do by hand or. Oh,
1: hundred percent. The accuracy and the level of detail you can get with something like that is something you can't do without it Mm. but it still comes down to the imagination part you got to think of what to do with this stuff yeah and that part you can't really teach people no you You can't can't teach balls either either, tracy
0: no you can't can't teach balls you know that's one thing i got from my dad i'm not saying i I know i'm the the toughest guy out there but as far as the willingness to go for it you know and see something and try you can't teach balls and that's what a lot of you can't be afraid to fail Yeah. you can't be afraid to fail. No, I'm definitely. And I mean, we still do it to this day.
1: You know, what I think in my mind, you know, it's like, all right, I think we want to shape something like this. We want to bring this out this far, or we want to curve this and do that. And then you start actually making it in real life and you kind of look at it and it's like, it's just not what I thought. Mm. And it's like, toss it, start over, you know, and you can either elaborate on it or you can cry about it or you just get after it and do it again. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I mean, even to this day, after all this time, I mean, nobody's perfect.
0: You're gonna screw you stuff up. You, in a nutshell, you just did what you had to do, tried over and over again, and just figured it the heck out. You didn't pick up a. Well, phone. you can't be. Yeah, you can't be afraid to fail. Yeah. You weren't headed you know, to YouTube I, thirty years ago, and you uh, yeah, weren't calling whole. on somebody <laughs> to bail you out. You weren't calling on <laughs> someone to bail you out.
1: No, but it was also in the Tweed days when I got started, too. So you could screw up a lot of stuff and nobody would ever know.
0: <laughs> the first <laughs> handful of jobs are not going to be concourse to elegance. That's for sure. I can um, wrap a bowling ball. And- yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of asking for help, too. I run the Internet. I mean, I use a friggin' GPS when I've been somewhere three or four times just because that's the way it is oh, today. You know, it's different. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, It has got to be a little infuriating, though, all these young guys able to text call you, pick your brain, jump on Instagram, steal stuff. That'd be a little infuriating, no? At first it was. But
1: then I thought, you know what? If I would have had that opportunity when I got started, I would have did the same damn thing. Hmm. You know, so no, there's nothing wrong with it, but own it. You know, it's like with all this tech, too. And I've told some younger guys this, too. And I, I mentioned this at one of the classes out of Brian one time. Turn the computer off. I said, every one of these guys that have been around for a while knew how to do it before the tech.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. For sure. If
1: you have to rely on a computer to do it, then yeah. you don't know your job.
0: Yeah. Know exactly. how to
1: do it the hard way first. Mm-hmm. And then that makes you even better with the easier ways of doing things yep. because you've already figured out how it's supposed to go. Well, now you can elaborate and get even more complex or more detailed. With the electronics.
0: Yeah, nothing's going to slip past you either. Um, No. All right. This is a little weird one. I don't even know if you're going to like this question, but what the hell? I I thought it was interesting. 30 years in the business, so you've pretty much seen it all, worked on it all. What cars in particular, or even applications, still drive you nuts?
1: Uh, Applications. As in, what
0: are you talking about? I don't know. If someone comes in with a particular, like a, I don't know, a a Camaro convertible, you know, and you're like, geez, I really don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to tangle with the, with the convertible top. Like what just annoys you? Oh yeah. Convertible tops. That is a good one. Okay. <laughs> they still suck every time. Right. It's just not like it because, doesn't, well, not every time. It just
1: depends if they, if they redid the frame and everything and then they got the frame on are crooked, the windows don't roll up and hit the rubbers. and You got to jack around and adjust everything.
0: You got to fix everybody else's problem and, and not get paid for it.
1: But the biggest thing with us is when we look in the car wiring, you ask anybody that does interiors. And the first thing they're going to tell you is if there's a mass of wires laying across the floor Mm. and stuff just strung all over the place, you've got to work around it and figure out how to make it still look nice. Mm. That'll torque us first before anything else. Okay. Um, That, and I'm going to have to probably say one thing in my position is I Don't want to sound bad by saying this, but we don't have to work on everything that comes through the door anymore. So you can kind of pick and choose a little bit of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I like all the different styles. I've always considered myself and other people have told me too, that I'm a chameleon. I don't have a particular set of style. I can do your fifties look, your sixties look, uh, the new modern pro touring look, contemporary, contemporary, everyday cruiser style interiors as we like to call it in my shop and genres don't matter. I still like working on street rides from the thirties and forties.
0: Yeah. They don't bother me. I like seeing it all. Okay. So keep doing it.
1: And that's why I just, yeah. And I mean, I get bored if I was going to work on just 69 Camaros every single day, I would get bored. Yeah. Because I it's like good the, to variety be the different type yeah. cars. Yes. Because the style for each one of those cars has to be different. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. they're not all the same body style. They're all not the same genre of cars.
0: Mm. So you got yeah, to build cookie cutters. Not, flow. Yeah. Some guys are cookie cutters. Some that's guys what, have their niche and that's all they do because that and you know, it works for them. And it 100%. works percent. It is what it is. Um. Anyway, good a question. I had
1: one time was with, was Sid
0: Shavers one time. Okay. He said he goes.
1: I don't even want to try and do these new pro touring cars. I don't like them. He goes. I just. I don't I have no desire. He goes. I do what I do and it works great. And I told and him. It. I said. It works.
0: Do it. You're the best at it. Sometimes I'm the same way. I'll find (laughs) myself, I'll find myself open-minded on certain things and certain things. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to know about it. Or I'll just pawn it off and be like, you know what? I don't sell those here. Go get them there. Or even if it's a hobby thing, I'm like, "Eh, I'm not going to go play golf with you because I hate it. I'm not even going to try it. I'm just closed-minded. And that's it. It's not even worth it. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'll just go out there and break clubs every, 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 every hole. Um, And I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, where are we I lost track here Um, oh yeah a few years back you shared a trick with me where you take interior panel protection tape and mock up patterns just genius now are there any other tips or tricks that you think maybe you're the only one or maybe a select few employing it you want to share it with us like maybe you go to this tool and say I I know there's maybe only five or six guys doing this
1: No, not that I mean, I'm not really doing anything any different than a lot of mm-hmm. the other innovative guys are doing, to be honest with you.
0: I thought maybe there was something like the a tool you went to or an application where you're like, eh, <laughs> no one's folding it like this. I know I'm the only one. I'm the only one I've seen do it. I figured maybe there was something. You could tell I'm I'm I, I'm uh trying to ask different questions because some of these interviews are getting a little redundant. So I'm trying to be trying to be creative here. Right. I, exp- I can't think too. of anything
1: off head. Yeah. I'll keep that back in back of my mind. I'll think about that. All right. But the, the carpet thing came about because I bought some of that carpet protection stuff. You sell it because it comes from JK Tapes um, Cass's place. Yep. And the first time I seen it was like it sticks to stuff and it sticks to foam. And I can see through it. Yeah. So we go through and got all of our foam carved out. We draw our patterns where we want our seams and everything. Genius. We just stuck some yep. on there and said, this thing is perfect. And awesome. you know, everybody else is trying to was trying to glue, you know, clear plastic down or hold stuff. Yeah. You know, this
0: stuff's already got stick on the backside of it. So yeah. that was just a natural and that was that, that was, was perfect. That was great. I, I never not that I'm an expert, but I never heard of anyone doing it. And uh you have you invented it, I, I'm pretty sure from what Jeremy told me anyway. Um well.
1: The reason why is because it already has self-adhesive on the back of it. You don't have to spray glue down to
0: hold it. <laughs> and it doesn't leave residue either. So it's a no-brainer. No, on it doesn't off, leave residue. Off, don't know, if you give know. it a little
1: bit of heat too, it will contour like leather.
0: Oh, crazy. That was the
1: other thing we figured out. So it was just mm. a natural thing. I just, yeah. just kind of looked at it one day and I got to looking at it. And I'm like, hey, I got an idea. We just did it and it worked. Heat gun. Then I uh called Katz up and said, Hey, I need to order more. He's like, Why? And I said, I'm using it on carpet and I'm also using it
0: for seats. Nice. He's like, You're doing what? (laughs) And I told him. (laughs) Hey, I'm sure he wasn't upset about it. And he's not gonna be upset about us talking about this, talking about him this. No. Um, yeah, if everybody used it, they'd know what I'm talking about. It works great. for For sure. You when we talked a while ago, you told me that every car to you has four parts. It was fascinating to me. Can you elaborate on this for us? Explain to everyone your, your whole four-part theory on uh, you know building a car, so to speak. All right. This one just made sense to me very well.
1: When you look at a, a, a done car, it's sitting there. You basically got four parts. You've got the underside, the engine compartment, the outside, and the interior as major groups. Mm-hmm. All right guy spends $400,000 in the car. We're 25% of that build. All right. Should we get a hundred grand for doing it? We don't. All right. So now you put the car on the ground and it's show. Nobody really looks underneath them. And I have spent hours at car shows, big shows, watching people look at cars. You might get a guy or two that might get down and glance underneath it. So now what you have showing is three parts. So now we are one third of that car as the interior people. If you walk up to a car and it looks nice and they look inside and the interior is not up to par with the rest of the car, they walk away. But if you do a nice enough job on the inside and it's balanced with the rest of the vehicle, you made them stick around and look at everything else. And they're like, wow, this car is really nice. All right. So now as a selling point for us on the interior side of it, you know, they spend that kind of money on the car, but yet if we're only five to 15% of the whole cost of that car, that makes us one of the best values for dollar on the whole build for your bang for your buck, because we are the connection to that car. Yeah. If they're not comfortable, uh, if they don't have, you know, all the stuff that they would like and to make it fun to drive, then, you know, you didn't do your job for one. But also at the same time, it makes us more valuable in in that sense. But I've used that analogies with customers before, you know, because they're talking, they started out with the $250,000 budget and they're at a half million dollars. Hmm. And it happens all the time. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. You know, a $5,000 drive shaft, I can't see it. But if you spend an extra five grand on the interior, you're going to see it, feel it, and everybody else will too
0: exactly so in my opinion i just think that's you get more bang for your buck get what you're worth i mean just with us alone with the stupid carpet binding stuff just basic stuff you know i don't wait for anybody else to raise prices i raise my price and that's it you you want to buy it somewhere else for 50 cents less go ahead you'll they'll wait 3 extra days and you know they're not going to have the selection that we do but be a leader don't be a follower raise your stinking prices if you're that good raise your prices and get what you're worth, especially on something that's so aesthetically important. I mean, what's more important? All right, you have a guy that's an exterior guy. Okay, I can live with someone wanting the outside looking better than the interior, but it ain't far off. It's not like it's an 80-20 split.
1: So- I used to have fun with guys sometimes, some of my friends that have hot rod shops. And I've worked with some of the best people in this country. And I mean, I've seen some seriously very skilled people fab but i always joke with them i'm like did you start out with that fender yeah but i modified and cut it all up but i said you started with something and i said see the interior we started with nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you had to
0: tear out the garbage one or the other
1: (laughs) but i said we take an empty (laughs) bean can and we make an interior out of it you know seats doors everything from
0: scratch yeah i said we're just as skilled in our industry as everybody else it's just a different media yeah Yeah, I think your little four port question that we touched on when we were talking the other day is, you know, it's right up there. One of my favorite questions asked on the show so far, this is, this is great. You know, it It really makes sense. I mean, we're 25% of that vehicle
1: as far as the looks go and bang for your buck. I mean, we're a pretty good deal. I think on the
0: interiors. Yeah. It's one third of the eye test. That's for sure. Uh, And
1: then, I mean, some of the guys, you know, that are, you know, on the upper end of this deal now, um, Jeremy Carlson has raised the value of these interiors and with what he does with the engineering he puts into it and the prices that he is getting to do what he's doing has helped this whole industry because it's brought our value up. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting paid for what you feel that you're worth. Right. And I see these questions all the time on different pages and different threads on Facebook and the upholstery sections, you know, and everybody's all over the board on their prices and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if everybody is an in industry as a whole, you know, charged for what their skill level is, you know, and what their overheads are for the areas they're in, because everybody's different. You know, your your guys' cost, your overhead on the East Coast and the West Coast is way different than what mine is in the Midwest. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I charge accordingly for what I feel is fair for my area, my overhead. And then for what you're getting for your value, Yeah, for the amount of effort, it depends. I mean, if you take one day to do a door panel where somebody spends two weeks making one, hopefully they look different Mm -hmm. because you spent more time on it. So if everybody in the industry took it is don't, you know, look at yourself as, you know, I'm tired. I see these guys right on here all the time. They're, t- they're tired of giving away everything. Don't give it don't away. Give, if everybody did fine, everybody will, you know, have a profit and they'll all make money. Yeah. Well,
0: you don't need to be a pig, but I mean, get what you're worth, you know? And if you, if you- I got, a, I got an analogy and I don't know if you can <laughs> use this or not.
1: I know no, you're gonna We'll it. go ahead. We got it. We
0: have a good editing team. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Would you rather be a prostitute or a whore? A whore gives it away. A prostitute gets paid. I got another one. And I I haven't cursed. I haven't cursed. I haven't cursed on the podcast yet. But I think I may let this one go. And uh, it's an old one. And I can't remember where it comes from. I I know my dad said it, but someone taught it to him. But uh, it's an old expression. You can't shine shit. So exactly. If you're garbage, then you're going to get garbage for your work. But if you're really good then you're going to get, you should get paid really well. If you're middle of the road, then you should get paid middle of the road, but get what you're worth. If you're garbage then get paid garbage and move on. You know, if you, you don't want to get better or you can't get better, you know, it is what it is. That's how life goes. There's always a, there's a lot of guys I see on the, on the Facebook pages
1: and stuff that are just turning out
0: beautiful work. Oh my God. So much. Know, so
1: there's, there, it really is. There is yeah. a lot of very skilled people in this trade oh yeah. anymore. Oh yeah. And it's great to see it from different regions of the country and the world
0: everywhere. I mean, yeah.
1: or Australia. I mean, just beautiful work. Yeah. There's some great Russian guys out there that I've seen. Oh, the Russians on Instagram yep. were always amazed at what they can do covering plastic panels that weren't gap for leather. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
0: Now there, there are some pretty, pretty impressive stuff. Um, oh, very impressive. Right. Here's one. As for me, I think you would make great TV. You shoot from the hip. You're not shy about sharing your opinions, obviously. And you could back it up with your work. Have you ever been pitched from any of the networks to be on television?
1: Twice. We were approached to do uh, some show stuff with uh, Discovery. And then there was another one. It was a private outfit that was trying to do a development show. And they were going to take one car and show it through the you know the metal working stage the prefab paint and body finish work and then the interior okay and we did some interviews and everything with them and it's just the time that was going to be involved in one uh-huh. of them it just
0: wasn't what i wanted to do yeah here's what it would happen they're going to slow you down they're going to make you stop redo this stop and explain things to them like cuz they're you're you know, never
1: going to be able to do your best work
0: because you no. don't have the timeframes to work with i've and talked you're con- to you're not concentrating. You can't concentrate as much either. I mean, um, you know, there's guys that have become great at it that can do it, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. So you're going to lose a, sh- a boatload of time. Uh, and I'm taking a wild guess when they ask you to slow down, you wouldn't slow down for anyone and you'd fight them every step of the way.
1: I just, yeah, I don't know if I have just the mentality say yes. of the mouth for it.
0: Yes. yeah. <laughs> but you know what the fighting would do? And like when they're every other every other word would be bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. But it would <laughs> it would make <laughs> great television that like you know, you'd be the only guy on there fighting the network, and they should use that. Like Tracy, could you show us that again? No, you got it on video. Let them watch it on TV. That's what I mean. That's what I would say. Because I, you know, I can get a little lippy, that's for sure. Um, but I, I could know see some you
1: network people too. I could see you saying the it. same exact
0: thing. Um <laughs> All right, it's Not time for happen, Bucky <laughs> NC Shop Talk rapid fire hot seat. Um, this one's all oh, over Jesus. the place, so be ready to change subjects at like an alarming pace. And uh, usually, all they're right. real quick answers. Some may take elaborating, but try to keep them quick. You ready? Okay, I'll try. Okay, who was your inspiration growing up? In what area? Uh, just in life, as a kid. Father. Okay. Who's your inspiration taught now? Me how to survive. Okay. Who's your inspiration now? My wife. Okay. Favorite movie, For different reasons. Okay. Uh, Good fellows. Oh, that's in my, that's in my That's on my Mount Rushmore. That's in my um, top five,
1: but it, oh, yeah. I don't care if it's on. It's like, it's like a song you've heard a thousand times. <laughs> I'll turn it on and I can mouth the words
0: and I don't exactly <laughs> what well, we could do. I could, I could do the whole movie. Um, And I have some weird ones on my my Mount Rushmore too Like when I was a kid, I liked it for 15 years I gotta have it on there But as far as great movies, Goodfellas, Godfather um, You know I never um, was into Godfathers Say it again I never was into the Godfathers No, 1 and 2 are great, give it a chance Maybe No, I should Yeah, 1 and 2 are, after that, forget it You know, run But 1 and 2 are tremendous Um, Favorite television show now that's on TV right now. Yellowstone. Okay. I don't even Tracy, I don't even have one anymore. I, I was watching seal team for a while, but it's been know. probably over a year. I just don't even do it anymore. I'm a movie person. I won't sit down and watch
1: TV shows, but mm-hmm. when I do decide to wind down and do something, I will turn a, a two hour block on. And it's usually a movie. I'll just pick a movie and I watch
0: it and watch it. And then that's it. Then I'm good to go for whatever, you know, yeah, for shut two up, weeks shut down watching and, TV again and relax. All right. Yeah. Greatest military leader in U.S. history. Oh, it's got to be Patton. Yes. <laughs> yes. So glad you said that. OK, beautiful. <laughs> because that's he didn't give a crap right either.
1: There. He said what he
0: wanted to say, man. That's that's my guy. <laughs> Everything my I've ever Joe, read about him. Yeah. I always loved history. But my friend Joe got me into it in high school. I'm like, what are you watching? This looks so old. He goes, it's Patton. I said, like the George general. He goes, Scott, yeah, yeah, like the general. Yes. He sat down forced me to watch it the first 10 minutes like this is like watching friggin' paint dry and then i started getting into it, <laughs> it you give me three or four people that i want to spend more than five minutes with he's at the top of that list you know him and babe ruth i, I you know just like it's george Patton, and the guy was a monster just a absolute Came monster from that era where they didn't give a crap <laughs> oh, he was just he was an animal i love it um okay boxers briefs tidy whities are you going commando? Uh.
1: What the hell are these things called? They're not boxers and they're not briefs. They're like tight boxers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the
0: they're boxer not true? briefs. Boxer briefs. Yeah, the boxer briefs. My boxer wife briefs, buys yeah. them for me. I, I think don't care. Whatever I asked she gives me, me <laughs> I'm, I wear. I'm losing. I answered the question wrong. I, I, okay, great, good job, Mal. Um, all right, your leather vendor list includes Hides, Garrett, Moore and
1: Giles, and then. We just picked up uh, some samples from Apex. We're gonna try them too. But my go-to okay. places are always been Garrett Hides and Moore Giles. Gotcha. All right. Coke, Pepsi, or Shasta. Remember Shasta? Oh yeah, I take I take a Shasta root beer
0: over those other two any day. <laughs> oh God, my friend's dad. Otherwise, it's Mountain Dew. So, so. Yeah. Uh, do they still make it?
1: I don't know. I haven't seen I see, it on the shelves. I don't I think I they did 100
0: years. Yeah. Shasta root beer, man. I remember that. That was good yep. stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I find that so funny, but I, I don't know I don't even know where it came out of left. Where the, field fuck did, it, where did the, the hell question. did you even come up
1: with that one? I, I don't know.
0: I I am good at I'm good at the wrong things. just come up with weird stuff. <laughs> I know you're a baseball guy. Uh, so who are you taking in a 7 game series? The 98 Yankees, 75 Reds? or 2004 Red Sox. I think I'd go with the Reds. Go with the Reds. It's tough that, it's that tough era called, but you got a lot of had Hall of some famers some tough on that
1: Guys team. on that team man, uh, I know. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be a it'd be a tie between I'd like to see that game with that team with the Yankees.
0: That'd be crazy. That 98 Yankee that was, team was magic. I mean they were oh and they, they didn't have a million like, hall of famers either. They were just that would have be been as far as the core them. Yeah. fourteen inning game all day. I yeah, think. I would love to see that. Now, I mean, not, obviously you have other all-time great teams, but I wanted to keep some in the you know post World no, War II era good choices. Yeah, um, there you all go, right, fucker, I'm not that old. You know, we don't want to bring it back to when you were born in the 40s. You know, um, <laughs> all right. I'm exaggerating a lot. Um, are you letting the steroid era guys in the Hall of Fame? No, you are still not. I've been no, switching I, over. I,
1: I don't know, man. Because they still had to do it. They still had to have talent.
0: Here's what steroids don't make talent. You're you know, right. Market. You're right about that. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's what gets me about that. One, it's a two two headed monster. One, just about exactly. everybody did it. Just about everybody did it. Oh, yeah. The two, you and I are in the minors. We're trying to come up, or even the majors, and we're both going for shortstop. We're about either a even. lot of talent. Yep. We yep. both have, we're, 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 even, you're a little, I'm a little more power than you. You're a little more of a spray hitter, but all of a sudden my strengths are becoming weaknesses because you're loading up. You're staying healthier. You're hitting the ball harder yes. and farther. Now no. I'm at a severe disadvantage. You know, you were a slap hitter turn a power hitter. Guess where yes. I'm going? I'm going to the minors. So those two things combined everyone doing it and being forced to do it. I think it's softened me in my, in my old age here. I think it has. I
1: mean, it's one of those things to where it's not right, it's not fair. I should say it's not natural. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have to do it to compete,
0: to be able to play with those guys, I guess you got to. It's it's tough. I don't know if I could get that far and watch a drug elevate you and send me packing. I mean, my exactly. whole life. That that's so hard for me. you know. I I'm a pretty ethical guy. I. I, I <laughs> I don't know. It killed. That's what's making right. me turn a little bit.
1: Um, one thing we were, I was talking with one of the guys in the shop. Um, he loves football. I mean, college pro. He watches every game all the time. Uh-huh. We were talking about baseball one day. So I pulled up a YouTube video. Uh, point of view from a catcher. 102 to 103 fastball coming at you. Mm. All right. Now you do 100 mile an hour sinker slider, anything that's got any kind of trick to it. And watch that ball come at you. Try and hit it. Brutal. It's the hardest sport to play. It's the reaction time you have to have is unbelievable because you Unreal. have to swing as
0: soon as that ball is on the apex coming out of that pitcher's hand. Yeah. You got to make a decision in a millisecond. Exactly. Watching, I was watching a kid hit, hit a 80 in the cage the other day. I was with my son getting his lesson. And uh, as a nine-year-old, he amazes me, but watching this kid, high school kid hit oh, yeah in the cage, it looked like it might've all been 180. I'm like, dear God, this, you know, just I watched coming. them
1: do it when my son was playing in high school and we went to the batting cages and I jumped into the hundred mile an hour cage and I hit the button j- just to see. And these were straight yeah. balls coming at me. So I wasn't ducking and worrying about it. Yeah. I couldn't hit the damn thing. If I set the bat out there, I'd have to let <laughs> the bat hit the bat
0: and it would knock yeah. the bat out of my hand. Yeah. And I'm Crazy. like, there's just no way. Nothing like baseball, <laughs> really is. All right. Changing, changing gears again. Who Very was good. hotter in their prime, Halle Berry or Michelle Pfeiffer? Halle Berry, all the way. Okay, Sharon Stone or Kelly Preston? Hmm. Stone. Okay, I'm agreeing I'll with her. you. So, I'm agreeing with you so far on both. Heather Locklear or Farrah Fawcett?
1: Huh.
0: In their prime,
1: Farrah Fawcett.
0: Okay, in their uh, prime. In their prime. I'm going I'm to agree with you. Pamela Anderson or Elizabeth Hurley? Elizabeth Hurley all day. Okay. she's we're, still we're, hot. We're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of them are. Um, and we're going with some newer ones here. Mila right. Kunis, if I say her name wrong, or Jessica Alba. Uh I'm gonna have to go with the Mila. Agreed. We agreed on every single one of them. Who's your grand, who's your who's your your ultimate uh, you know, as far as um, you know, hottest things since Sunburn actress? Who you going with? Oh my God,
1: Selma Hayek in
0: Selma <laughs> <laughs> um, Hayek now in twenty five years ago. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. All
0: right, and there's oh, the last yeah. one. This is the the coup de grace. This is the grand finale. Uh, David Voss or David Hasselhoff? Oh, I gotta go with my boy Voss <laughs> over the Hoff. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey michael knight was a good looking cat man yeah there you, know? you go oh yeah ay, ay. um that's funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one won't be fun I, I, i'm literally glad we're separated by 10 states but uh we said it before kind of are you now considered an old timer at what 55 yeah. yes
1: think about it i mean it was funny because i had never really looked at myself that way until i started seeing some of these younger guys that are you know doing work now and i look at the ages of them mm-hmm. i'm 20 years older than some of these guys yeah you know and they're doing phenomenal work and it's funnier in hell because uh some of the guys we were talking about earlier they all call me grandpa oh
0: just because i would be livid it's...
1: oh and I, yeah and I i'm not a grandpa in real life <laughs> just like yeah. you i just told them, I said, you guys are assholes <laughs> 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 but I let it go because it's just the way they do it. It's just the way they are. Yeah. I hear you. You know, Sid's a little older than me. And then Paul Atkins is even just a couple years older than me. Mm. And then Wayne and Pam, you know, with Wayne, he's right there with us. You know, I remember them. They've been, you know, been around as long as I have. Yeah. You know, so there's a small group of us. Yeah. We're kind of on the the top of the, how do you want to call it? The age bracket of being
0: around for a while. Yeah. And well, not just that, there's a lot of old guys out there way older than you guys, but you guys are on the elite, uh, you know, seasoned veterans, so to speak, but you're not in your sixties or seven trying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Still trying to do it. Let's put it that way. Exactly. And I ain't dead yet. That's I it. Still that a boy. A,
0: I still got a few more good years left. In I like here, I that. Think. <laughs> in, in hindsight, looking over your career, is there anything you do of significance? Anything of significance you do differently? Uh, you know what?
1: To be honest with you, I would embrace the tech earlier. Okay. I wished I had get jumped into that when it first started coming out. I know. I wish I would have learned SolidWorks twenty years ago. Mm. You know, and I'm going to say that's it. That's the main thing. In hindsight, if I could go back, you know, ten years ago when the tech really first started becoming available and affordable, Mm -hmm. you know, for
0: small shops to have. Oh, definitely. That, that would be my thing. All right. What do you still want to accomplish? Is there anything you're like, I got to get this done before I hang it up? Well, it was funny because I used to joke around with people all the time.
1: You know, I've been very fortunate. We've had interiors in just about all the, the big awards that you can get, but I never had a truck of the year. Okay. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I've had top five several times and in both categories at the same time, but never got yeah. it until this year. Willie Davis built for uh, Fred Bishop a red Ford truck out of uh, Colorado. And he got okay. good guys truck of the year late year this year with it. And you got this
0: was your first truck of the year.
1: Yeah, that was the first one. I was like, oh, all right, nice. now I feel like I'm complete.
0: No, you complete me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it as soft as he did it in that movie, but
1: uh, they say I want to say that I still want to keep it accomplished is being relevant for the
0: next ten years at least. Okay, yeah, I like that. I just want to be relevant. Yeah, we you said know? before about not being afraid to fail, but at the core of it, I think I think that's what drives me. I, I don't ever want anyone to say I'm a failure or, or I become a failure or I screw something up. I, I don't. I, that's I'm, not, I'm not
1: done yet. That's the yeah. best way to put it is I'm not yeah. done. Yeah. You know, I still think there's more to do. I still think there's more to learn. And this is a good question that people ask me all the time. What's the best car you've done? And I said, I haven't done it yet. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I said, there's certain elements on interiors that we did that either I like the color combinations or I like the way we did a console or we did a dash or we did this or that. But overall, if I always say that, if I ever did my best interior, I am done and I'm going to go do something else because there's nothing left to accomplish. Okay. All right. Well, let everyone you know, know when that is. So, you know. I mean, custom furniture. I've always wanted to make one-off custom furniture, studio stuff. Do it. You, you should know. do
0: it. You know what I love? I love. I don't know what what my deal is with it, but the old barber chairs. I've got that. I got four of them in my shop. I'm going to try really? something here recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the old barber. You ever pick one of those things up? It.
1: So it takes the, four
0: people to move one of those. They're heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy. Yeah, I remember we we I had old barbers that I went to for years, but not the ones. Every I mean, no offense to your style, you know. Take no offense because I'm sure you don't like what I like. But putting diamonds and stuff on these old no, barbershops, you, all, you got
1: you all need to stop. Just they need to stop putting diamonds and everything. Yeah, <laughs> you need
0: to stop putting diamonds in anything. Period. <laughs> That's yeah. a big joke in our shop. Yeah, we
1: I can. love Art Deco. Period. Everything out of the Art Deco um, clean Art clean. Modern. Clean. Um, everything about it about the art deco from clothes to Mm -hmm. furniture to accessories hell even combs look cool back then yeah you know buildings of course all the cars and everything Mm -hmm. um my buddies
0: who i grew up with is you know he's got an art deco home new something modern mid-century modern yeah, mid-century modern is a whole other okay. style too. It's, it's got looks, a really cool look to it. Oh my god. His house, it looks like straight out of 1957, but yes. loaded. Loaded. I mean, he's forget it. Ralph is a he's a monster. He's one of the biggest most successful guys that I grew up with. He's, you know, the number one on many levels, one of the number one art dealers in the country, especially on movie posters things like that. Um, and his home no. is it's incredible. No it looks like, it looks like a throwback to the 50s. It's great.
1: Now, see, that's a whole genre that how I've always approached it with certain cars. You can pick that styling period and you can apply that to your lines and some of your fabric choices and different ways of doing things in your cars because they follow along with that style. Yeah. Like your early, your late 50s and early 60s cars. That was the beginning of the jet age. Those were all mid century cars. So you can get away with different styling cues and that you can't do in another car.
0: Mm. it just doesn't fit yeah well i think we're done man i think we covered a lot of stuff this was great did you have fun yeah
1: good actually i was waiting for you to ask me who i was
0: gonna (laughs) mention. who do i think who do i like for upholstery and everything else Nah, I'm not going to, I don't want to grill you. I'm trying to do stuff different too. And I don't want to hammer you. Like, and I do not want to hammer you. <laughs> oh, I was waiting some, for
1: that one. Cause I of the guys, the nah, when I was nah. just like, oh my God.
0: But you definitely got a lot of different questions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had fun with the, with the rapid fire hot seat. That was really good. Good stuff. But, uh, like I said, hopefully I lived up to you a little bit with this one and you know, all hopefully you liked it. And yeah, oh, that's yeah. all that matters. That's all that matters to me. I know everyone else is going to love it. I just want you to like, it, you know. So, no,
1: that's not a closing thing again. I mean, thanks for doing this with these guys. Oh, thanks, man. Because I think with the reach that you're getting with on the Instagram post and with the Facebook stuff, it's a, uh, I don't know how you want to put it. It's kind of given us, and, and like I say, with the guys at the hog ring too, you know, the following they've got, they've got non upholstery people following them because you're, you guys are highlighting our side of the industry.
0: Yeah. You know, so that people want to see what they want to put in it. their cars.
1: Yeah. Or at least point. exposing the, how many different talents in their areas, you know, because I could give you a list, you know, easily of guys that I look at that are, you know, have only been doing it for maybe 10 years. And I'm just like, wow, they're really on the ball. Yeah. You know, they're doing great. And then the guys that, you know, that are what I call standards, you know, we're still putting out stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I like more than anything that and i've made a lot of friends in this industry because of getting to know them through the internet and then right. when you guys get together at the shows and everything you know at SEMA or any of the good guys and shows even something like face making a point
0: point. and something like facetime oh know, yeah just to help somebody with something with facetime it's like being kind of like being in person like we are now um you know it's and it's, i enjoy it's, talking
1: with them because i've learned stuff from
0: those guys too
1: and they're yeah. like, well, you didn't know that. And I was like, no, I had no idea. They're there you like, go. where'd you get it? What do you do? Yeah. And they're
0: just like, huh. And I'm like, school me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the more you can learn, the better. That's for sure. All right, buddy. Let's put a bow on this. Oh, yeah. Trip. If you're closed minded, it, no, it's no good. Closed minded doesn't help. You know, it's not that unless I don't really like something or someone, you know, not a lot's going to change my mind on that. But uh, anyway. Yeah, you were awesome. You were freaking incredible. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.